Hola mi gente y bienvenidos a Self Love y Vino. Mi nombre es Shumari and I'm your host. Self Love y Vino es un podcast bilingüe dedicated to this hard thing we call life. Ser una mujer fuerte hoy en día no significa that we have everything under control. It simply means we embrace the changes y que luchamos para seguir adelante día a día. Hablaremos de motherhood, social expectations versus reality, friendship y mucho más. I'm a mom of four teens, corporate professional, I'm also a crafting lover, entrepreneur, military vet, an avid traveler, and now the host and creator of this podcast, because why not challenge my limits a little bit more? Todos necesitamos self-care and self-love, but how to achieve that? Compartiré como día a día sobrepaso obstáculos as I currently go through one of the hardest moments of my life. Every day I make a choice to get up, be kind to myself, love myself, and self-care in different ways. When there's a will, there's a way, right? Acompáñame con un poquito de vino, café o té. Y como decimos en mi isla bella de Puerto Rico, ¡vamos ya! Bienvenidos a todos al episodio número 7 de Self Love y Vino. Muchas gracias por regresar a esos que han escuchado mi podcast antes. Y bienvenidos por primera vez a aquellos que están escuchando mi podcast por primera vez. Antes de sentarme y grabar este podcast, mis hijos ya están grandes. So ellos usualmente no hacen ruido, están en sus habitaciones. I don't have to struggle with them telling them, you know, to be quiet or be silent so that I can record my podcast. Because I record it either in my spare room or in my bedroom. I have an area where I have all my podcast stuff. But today, estaban los tres volteados con una risería y una cosa. And the first five minutes, it was really funny. After that, I was like, please go upstairs before I murder you all. I need to record this podcast. So entre risas y patas, se fueron para arriba para sus habitaciones. And they've been quiet for the last 20 minutes. So hopefully it'll stay that way. I also listened to the new Bad Bunny album. I don't know if... If everybody that listens to my podcast has heard that album yet, if you haven't, you should. And those of you that hang out with me, just know that that's going to be the only playlist that will play in my house, in my car, when I'm working out, when I'm crying, when I'm laughing, cuando esté comiendo. That's the only playlist that's getting played in this house for the next two months. If you haven't heard it, it's so worth it. Even if you don't speak Spanish. Va a boricua, pero se le fue el lado dominicano en este álbum y está brutal. So that always puts me in a good mood. And I'm pumped. I'm ready to get this podcast going. El episodio de hoy es Rediscovering My Identity. This particular subject Although, yes, I've had to adjust things because of what's happening in my life right now. It's not necessarily something that I discovered now. I saw myself losing myself years ago when the kids were younger. And when I say losing myself, I mean I was not... Maybe not taking care of my... No cuidándome en el sentido de hacerme el pelo, el maquillaje, las uñas, como yo siempre tendía a hacerlo. Ahora, cuando los nenes estaban más pequeños, por ejemplo, cuando Mía nació, Mía estaba bebecita, le seguía 
Marilis, Marilis tenía dos, Sammy tenía tres y Leila tenía seis. So, mis hijos estaban todos chiquititos y yo no tenía básicamente vida, o sea, eso era el trote todo el tiempo. Y como la buena fajona que yo soy, ¿verdad? I was always planning like dinners en casa or hosting parties because I love to host. I love having my friends over. Y no tiene que ser nada fancy. Pedimos una pizza, vemos una movie, hacemos game night, like nada extravagante. But I've always been that way. But when the kids were younger, it was so hard to keep up with that. But my friends have always been a very important part of my life. So although now looking back, it wasn't the best decision on my part to say, ¿sabes qué? Vamos a hacer game night. O ¿sabes qué? Vengan for dinner. Because then I'm rushing and estoy yendo a la tienda, comprando comida, bañando a los muchachos, limpiando la casa. Like there was no need to put that much stress on myself. But uno aprende según pasan los años, ¿verdad? So cuando yo digo que no me estaba cuidando como yo siempre lo hacía antes de tener tantos niños, me refiero al aspecto físico. Son mi pelo, mis uñas, cosas así. Que para las personas que me conocen, saben que yo siempre me estoy haciendo mi pelo eh, de la forma más económica que pueda, claro, porque I'm not gonna be blowing money at the salon every week. Pero me cuido, me cuido, me hago mi pelo, mis uñas, my pedicures, my skincare, like I'm always on top of that stuff. And I've always been that way, eso no es algo de ahora. Pero cuando los nenes estaban chiquitos, eso es algo que se me hizo bien difícil. Y now looking back, I see pictures of myself and I'm like, oh my God. It felt like I was living my life rushing all the time. Pero 50% of that was my doing. Pero como quiera. So that was one of the things that I noticed myself. Like nobody had to tell me. I would see pictures. I would know it because había veces que yo lo hacía todo, preparaba todo. Y cuando era hora de yo bañarme, me bañaba y cuando salía ya la gente estaba llegando solo. O sea, me, me bañaba y me cambiaba, no tenía tiempo de arreglarme. Y aunque es familia, aunque son amistades, no había que impresionar a nadie. Pero para mí, el verme bien, makes me feel good. Fake it till you make it, right? <ríe> aunque no te sientas bien, al uno verse bien, uno se siente mejor. Yo creo que eso es, es algo bien básico de la psicología. So esa es una de las cosas que yo noté, que yo decía, Conchole Yimari, you can't. Like, and I would tell myself, like, you can't keep doing this to yourself. Pero aparentemente nunca en realidad aprendí hasta que ya mis hijos están más grandes. <laughs> ahora sí, ahora sí pienso las cosas siete veces antes de hacerlas. It's part of growing up and, and being an adult, right? Uno aprende mientras los años van pasando. Pero una de las preguntas que yo me hago es, o que me hice en ese entonces fue, What was the hardest time while the kids were growing up for me personally? I want to say it was when the kids were little. Um, and when I say little, I mean when Mia was one. So one, three, four, and seven. Porque yo empecé a trabajar de nuevo en ese momento. Y cuando yo empecé a trabajar en ese momento, es con la misma compañía que sigo ahora. So yo llevo con esa compañía casi 12 años. Sí, casi. Este diciembre son 12 años. Mucho tiempo y soy súper bendecida porque de verdad que me encanta mi trabajo. Pero como los niños estaban pequeñitos y yo en realidad no tenía esa ayuda de, de decirle, mami, búscame los nenes en el daycare que están enfermos o fulanita, ve y búscame los nenes que, te, que 
no voy a llegar a la escuela o no los puedo buscar en el doctor o lo que sea. Siempre éramos el papá de los nenes y yo. Nosotros criamos a esos niños básicamente solos. O sea, siempre hemos tenido un, un núcleo de amistades y familias cercanas que nos han ayudado con nuestros hijos. Tengo amigas que cuando yo no tenía donde llevar a, a mis hijos a la escuela, por la razón que fuera, eh, se podían quedar con, con ellos en lo que yo iba a trabajar. So, en ese aspecto sí tuve un poco de ayuda, pero no era una ayuda que era consistente. Porque, o sea, todo el mundo trabaja. Y es tan difícil tener niños chiquitos, porque como ustedes saben, o las, o las personas que tienen niños saben que cuando ellos van al daycare se la pasan enfermos. Y no es porque uno no le esté dando sus vitaminas y sus probiotics, pero es porque otros niños van enfermitos y tocan algo, se meten los dedos a la boca, and that's it, Entonces se me enfermaba uno, se me enfermaban los cuatro. Soledad de cuando Mía tenía uno hasta que ya tenía como siete, esos años fueron los más difíciles para mí, para, de seguro, para el papá de los nenes también, porque éramos, de nuevo, nosotros dos juggling. Por más ayuda que tuviéramos de algún lado o de otro, ultimately la responsabilidad de los niños era de nosotros, o es de nosotros. So, había que hacer lo que había que hacer para resolver. Y lo que eso significaba era que el nivel de estrés hasta el cocote, como decimos. Y fue bien difícil, fue bien difícil. Muchas lágrimas. No, y encima de eso también. Mi hija mía, y ella sabe porque yo se lo recuerdo todo el tiempo. Mi hija mía no dormía de noche. Ella dormía hora y media, dos horas y se despertaba. Y lo que quería era janguear, ver televisión, tomar leche, comer snacks, jugar con su juguete. Todo el mundo durmiendo y ella chilling. Ella, ella hizo eso como hasta los cuatro. Después de los cuatro, como ya estaba yendo a la escuelita pues ya dormía un poquito más por la noche porque tenía más actividad por el día. Estaba un poquito más cansada. Pero como quiera, ella toda la vida fue a daycare. Y ella jugaba afuera, pero pues no sé, I guess at four, her body finally caught on with the idea of sleeping at night. So encima de todo ese ajetreo de normal del trabajo, los muchachos, a citas, esto, lo otro, también estaba mía que no dormía por la noche. Tiache, porque mira que esa chamaquita sí duraba por la noche para dormir. <laughs> Those of you that know, no. So ese es más o menos el, el hardest part. Ahora mismo es difícil, es bien ajetreada mi vida. Pero es porque básicamente yo lo estoy haciendo todo sola. Y es temporero, yo entiendo eso. Y los nenes están más grandes, eso se me hace un poco más fácil porque pueden quizás hablar con un amiguito, que lo vengan a buscar o alguien que trabaja con Sammy, pues lo puede venir a buscar y llevarlo allá, o yo le puedo dar mi carro a Sammy, que se lo lleve, si yo no lo necesito, so, en ese aspecto es mucho más llevadero, pero como quiera, pues la vida de madre siempre es bien ocupada, bien busy, nosotras siempre estamos, si no estamos bregando con los muchachos, estamos bregando con algo para nosotras, con las amigas, so, la vida de nosotras es bien, es busy ahora de una manera diferente a como era busy cuando estaba más pequeña. Otra pregunta que yo me hice en ese entonces, que yo dije, how did I know I wasn't the same? Y yo sé que el estar ocupada, el tener trabajo, los nenes, tú sabes, los biles, el no poderme cuidar como yo me estaba cuidando físicamente anteriormente, al ir al gym, porque también estaba yendo al gym encima de todo lo demás que estaba haciendo. Y aunque el papá de los nenes siempre me ayudó, siempre estábamos go, 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 go. Un día yo dije, yo no puedo seguir en este trajín. 
me, me, me va a dar un desgaste físico, me voy a morir. Algunas cosas sí las tenía que hacer, claro, las responsabilidades de esposa, de, de madre, de ama de casa, de profesional, todo eso había que hacerlo. Pero las cosas que yo estaba haciendo extracurricular, I was like, I need to cut back. Because I'm putting a lot of pressure on myself. I mean that in personality wise. Because we should always strive to evolve anyways. Like we don't want to be the same person today that we were 10 years ago. Porque entonces, ¿qué en realidad estamos aprendiendo en la vida? La vida nos da cantazos a todo el mundo, de una manera o de otra. So, el que la vida te dé un cantazo y uno no aprenda la lección en ese cantazo, then you're just wasting your time. I mean, in my opinion, I'm not trying to sit here and be old Dr. Phil, but I think that we need to accept that, first, we're not always right, and second, that every circumstance is, a is an opportunity to teach us something. Y... Es difícil, porque cuando uno está pasando por un momento difícil, por una situación complicada, uno tiene como tunnel vision. Pero aunque en ese momento uno no entienda bien lo que está pasando o por qué está pasando, eventualmente cuando things subside, we should take the time to process everything and see what the takeaway from that situation is. Y hay veces que yo hablo con personas y yo me quedo como que, pero el common sense de esta gente. ¿Tú sabes cuánta Mira, Sammy, mi hijo, es bien inteligente. Bien inteligente. Y con él, yo tengo que ser bien literal. Porque él es bien inteligente cuando viene cosas de libros. Pero hay veces que yo me quedo, pero... ¿Tú no entiendes que eso es common sense? Pero para él... Para él eso no es... No es common sense. It just doesn't... His brain doesn't work that way. And I had to learn to stop assuming that he understood what I meant by giving him like a general idea. I have to be very specific. Y cada persona tiene sus maneras diferentes de aprender. Por ejemplo, yo no soy así. Yo sé cómo leer. I know how to read the room and be like, oh, I should do this. Well, maybe I should do that because I'm, I'm trying to problem solve. I'm trying to be a step ahead, to not be an inconvenience or to be there to help or whatever the case may be. Y no es que él tenga malas intenciones, si él se ve en una situación igual que la mía, pero su manera de reaccionar y de aplicar las cosas a, a los momentos de decisiones es diferente a la mía. So hay que, hay que educarlo, hay que enseñarle. Y mira, sweat and tears con estos muchachos. Pero mis hijos son bien buenos. Pero, de nuevo, sweat and tears. <ríe> Porque hay que repetir las cosas como 100 veces. Ahorita le dije a mía, mía, si tú ves que hay dos tazas en el, en el fregadero y tú ves que yo estoy limpiando mi habitación, que estoy bregando con las perritas, que estoy bregando con mi podcast, ¿qué te cuesta lavar las tazas sin que yo te lo pida? No es que no hagan las cosas si yo no se las pido, pero hay que enseñarles a los muchachos iniciativa y common sense. Porque yo hablo con mucha gente on a regular basis que yo me quedo como que, pero tus papás no te enseñaron cómo bregar con una situación adulta tú no fuiste, tú, no, tú nunca has tenido interaction con otra gente que no sea la gente de tu casa porque la gente es como que bien oblivious so it's okay to do you and you know, be focused in your well-being and uh, well-being de tu familia pero a la misma vez uno tiene que ser consciente de la gente que está alrededor de nosotros y después me pregunto que por qué cuando termino un podcast estoy casi sin voz porque digo cosas que en realidad las pude haber dicho más corta. It could have been an email. Have you guys seen that meme? 
that's me. Anyways, so that's when I knew I wasn't the same because I wasn't approaching things the way I had before. And I caught myself doing that. Did anyone point out any changes? I think I was having a lot of arguments con el papá de los nenes. Porque yo soy una persona bien passionate y bien strong-minded. So yo sé que yo, yo no soy fácil. I, I acknowledge that and I recognize that. And it took a lot of years for me to get to where I'm at now. So yo sé que le estaba a punto de tirarme con un zapato un par de veces. Porque de nuevo, no soy fácil. Pero no fue que él una vez me dijo una cosa o la otra. Era como que estábamos teniendo muchas discusiones. And that's where the common sense came in. And I was like, okay, esto no es normal porque esto no estaba pasando antes. ¿Qué es diferente ahora que no era lo que estaba pasando antes que está triggering todos estos arguments? Y yo misma, yo soy bien visual en mis cosas. So yo escribo cosas a mano. A mí me gusta escribir a mano. Y yo siempre estoy haciendo listas everywhere de lo que sea. Y un día me senté y yo misma me analicé y me di cuenta que pues parte de los problemas que estaba teniendo era porque estaba exhausta, estaba bien cansada y no estaba descansando. Entonces, cuando uno está cansado y tiene mucho estrés encima, uno no procesa las cosas con la misma agilidad y con la misma claridad de mente. Eso definitivamente yo tuve que poner de mi parte para cambiar eso. So, entonces, eso me trae a mi siguiente pregunta que yo me hice. Yo dije, when did I say no more? I know I already mentioned this, but like, what was my aha moment? And it was when I was hosting a birthday party for my comadre and one of my best friends. I think it was a Friday night. Y esa semana yo tuve una semana bien difícil, pero como ya estaba scheduled, like I didn't want to, it's so hard to get everybody together. You know, I'll push through and then I'll rest on Saturday. Fue una semana bien difícil. Tuve dos de los nenes enfermos. A mí me hicieron... Me la, I chipped a molar. And when I went to the dentist, I ended up having a root canal. And then she couldn't finish the root canal because I still have my wisdom tooth. So guess what? She sent me to a surgeon so I could get my wisdom tooth removed and go back to her office the next day and finish the root canal. That was super fun. Freaking awful. For those of you that don't know, I am terrified of the dentist. But that's a whole different podcast. Anyways, so the emotional stuff I went through that week, facing my fears, having to get all kinds of like stuff done to my mouth. And then los nenes enfermos, yo casi no durmiendo de noche. El papá de los nenes working crazy hours because back then... He was on call most of the time. So, habían veces que llegaba a la casa o él decía que iba a buscar a los nenes y at the last minute, he's like, I'm sorry, I can pick him up porque me entró una llamada y me tengo que ir. So, entonces tenía yo que resolver. So, it was one of those weeks where everything went like haywire. And that night when we were having, when I was preparing the house and the kids for the party, happened what I mentioned before. I was like, okay, I have... I have like 45 minutes, everything is already done, I can take a quick shower, do my hair, and put something on my face, and just, you know, enjoy the night, even though I couldn't really eat, <laughs> half my mouth was still numb from earlier that day, the moment I got out of the shower, me tocan la puerta, empezó a llegar gente a mi casa, y éramos como, at the end of the, at the, end of the day, once everybody was there, I think it was like 20 of us, so, I mean, 20 people, Plus my small kids, plus, you know, hosting, it's a lot of work. Like, 
I by the time everybody left, I was like, "Meteme en un manicomio." Like I, we had a great time. It was super fun, but I was exhausted. I was so tired, and I was like, "That's the day I said, okay, I need to reel it in." Because I can't be doing this to myself. And it's not that I had heart weeks every time we had an activity at home. Pero de nuevo, I was adding extra stress to my life sin necesidad. Porque no había ningún tipo de necesidad para yo estar pasando la que estaba pasando. So now, I know when to plan things. And if I need to cancel, it's okay to cancel. If I, if, if I need to reschedule, it's okay to reschedule. But... I used to put a lot of pressure on myself because I didn't, I didn't want to disappoint. I didn't want to change plans on other people because había personas con niños and they needed a babysitter and then, or they needed a dog sitter or they needed to make arrangements at work. Like I was very conscious of the sacrifices people were making to make it to my home. So I didn't want to be insensitive of that. But then at the same time, I was just putting too much pressure on myself. And it was affecting me in my relationship at home with the kids and their dad. Porque entonces estaba yo histérica todo el tiempo peleando con los nenes for no reason because they were little. Y como yo soy así bien intensa, yo siempre estoy peleando anyway. <laughs> Mis vecinos son todo americanos, for the most part. El vecino de enfrente es hispano. Pero yo estoy segura que cuando los nenes estaban bien más chiquitos, me oían la boqueta allá afuera, gritando. <laughs> Yo siempre he sido gritona toda la vida. But I mean it like gritando por molestia. Eh, y desquitándome con ellos sin necesidad. Pero pues esas son cosas que uno aprende mientras los años van pasando. Yo sí le digo a mis hijos todos los días, varias veces al día, que los amo, que los quiero, que estoy orgullosa de ellos. Yo casi no peleo con ellos ya porque como ya están grandes, ellos son bien capaces y bien inteligentes y son... Eh, independientes también. So, as long as I feed them and I provide a roof, they're good. <laughs> ellos, ellos tienen su vida hecha en el sentido de ellos, ellos se entretienen solitos y yo no tengo que hacer mucho. Anyways, that's what I, that was my aha moment. That was the moment I said, you know what, I need to take a step back. And it wasn't a matter of me not spending time with my family or my friends, but I had to really get in. I had to take care of myself so that I could take care of my kids. So what did I do to make the changes and rediscover myself? I started making time for myself. I started making my gym time a priority. I mean, as long as the kids were home and fed and they were doing their homework, I was going to take the time to leave the house and go work out or go have wine with the girls or go see a movie, go get a pedicure, whatever it was. I started making more time for myself because I realized that doing that took a lot of stress off my shoulders because it showed me I was not the only woman not really having a life. I don't want to be ungrateful for the family that I have. That's not at all what I'm saying. Pero en la vida diaria, todos los días, we're always busy. So it's always good to break that routine. So I incorporated self-care immediately after I realized that. And I stopped hosting almost every week. I mean, it wasn't every week, but it, it certainly was a few times a month. So I reeled that back in. I was like, I need to. And it's not that I told people, oh, I'm not hosting anymore. I just, esporadicamente, I will make plans ahead of time. Like, yo antes hacía las cosas de un lunes para un viernes. Ahora no. 
we have we have a couple weeks three four five weeks in advance and I kept it in my calendar and everybody knew what was happening I share my calendar with the kids dad so that he could see what we were going to be doing and then because also his job was very hard so it was very hard to make plans we could try to make plans but if he got a phone call you know he had to go so the calendar helped us keep a better hold of the plans and the things that we wanted to do just the two of us or con los nene como fuera that helped a lot setting expectations and boundaries from the beginning can make the difference in the dynamic of any relationship in my opinion it's okay to set boundaries it's okay to say no no is a full answer it doesn't require an explanation it's not a suggestion it's okay to tell somebody no i'm not ready for that or no i don't want to or i just want to be home or you don't even have to give an explanation because as women we tend to put a lot of pressure on our shoulders i was talking to somebody i met today and she's like sometimes i feel so guilty because i'm looking at facebook and i see all these parents taking their kids everywhere and they all look so happy and we're basically always home you know we have a pool but like we don't really leave the house and i was like girl let's put a stop to that real fast as long as you're giving your kids love and time please start removing guilt from your vocabulary when you are referring to things you do with your kids i mean i'm not saying that we're never gonna feel guilty but like Gwen said in a couple of podcasts ago we're not mothers to feel guilt we are mothers to cherish our children cuidarlo, amarlo, quererlo, disfrutarlo, darle enseñanza, educarlos para que sean personas de bien en el futuro. So eso de feeling guilty, please remove that from the way you feel every day. And if and that's not going to happen from one day to the next. I think affirmations are very good para ayudar con ese con ese proceso porque eso yo lo tenía antes también. Yo siempre yo también me sentía bien guilty porque Back then, I, no, no podíamos salir mucho pues porque no había mucho dinero. Estábamos pagando, estábamos viviendo prácticamente de cheque a cheque. Y aquí en la Florida es bien difícil. I mean, yo no estoy diciendo que no sea difícil en otros estados, pero aquí, y especialmente últimamente, que las cosas están subiendo y subiendo y subiendo y el salario de uno como que se queda igual. So, el dinero es un aspecto bien fuerte en cualquier relación. Yo me sentía culpable porque pues otras amistades estaban llevando a los nenes a Disney todo el tiempo, saliendo con ellos todo el tiempo y yo estaba básicamente, yo vivía para trabajar y para estar corriendo all over Central Florida buscando muchachos every day after work and then go home. So I can certainly relate to that guilt, but we need to give ourselves grace. Affirmations, like I just mentioned, are very helpful and it may feel weird at the beginning when you start doing it but it does make a difference i promise you if you do it every day it will get to a point where you understand what you're saying you're gonna believe what you're saying and your view on things is gonna change y tu vida, ser, tu vida va a ser más positiva tus días van a ser más alegres y tu tiempo con tus hijos o con tu familia o con quien sea va a ser mucho más valioso porque ahora tú te sientes mejor and worthy of loving sin ningún tipo de inhibitions, you know? I tell myself every day I am worthy, I am beautiful, I am strong, I can do anything with God by my side, I am protected by the King. Just know 
that also you are strong, you are worthy, you are beautiful, you can do anything with God by your side, you are protected by the King. It's okay to take time to love yourself, gather the strength to run a household and just do life in general. Be kind to yourself. Affirmations, again, might feel silly at first if you've never done it, but try it. Don't knock it until you try it. Until you can affirm yourself on a daily basis without doubting how amazing you are, start with little things like placing stickers around the house, small notes in the car, reminders on your phone. Associate with people that uplift you, bring happiness. There's a ton of Facebook groups if you happen to not have a lot of friends that you can join and start making friends that way because I understand that not everybody has what I have in that sense. I have an amazing group of friends and that doesn't come, it's very rare nowadays. Women, we tend to be very jealous in general. So when we see other, or I mean, I'm not that way, but when insecure women see other women thriving, and doing good and pushing through hard times. La forma de ellas sentirse mejor and uplift themselves is to bring those people down. So, unfortunately, friendships, especially as we grow older, don't come as easy as maybe they did when we were in school or, you know, college or whatnot. So maybe joining a Facebook group or going to a cafe. I mean, I guess that doesn't really apply to everybody because if you're an introvert, you're not going to want to like start conversation with somebody you don't know. So maybe doing that online first might be a good outlet for you to maybe explore people around. I've seen TikToks too, like women just creating, you know, walk groups or wine groups and they just get together once a month, you know, like Think outside the box and see what you can do to associate yourself with people that will bring happiness and light to your life. You don't want to keep somebody around just because they might be the only friend or two that are currently in your life and all they do is just bring hate and darkness into your circle because all that's doing is draining your energy and you're just, it's, it's a cycle. Nunca vas a salir de ese ciclo, siempre vas a estar stuck. And the sadness and the frustration and the stress. And I mean, who can live like that their whole lives? That's just not realistic. Yeah, we all have our hard, hard times. We have hard moments. That shouldn't be like every day, all the time. That's not healthy. So I think doing that would be beneficial, helpful. And if anything, it'll just bring new people to your life. I love traveling. That's one of my top three passions in life. I love traveling. I'm not afraid to travel alone. I travel with my kids, with friends, with the kids' dad when we were together. It's just one of my passions. And the amount of people I've met traveling, obviously, if you just, it, all of that, I'm saying all of that to say, maybe if you don't have a whole lot of friends, maybe you can go on a weekend trip somewhere, maybe close to home so that you don't feel so disconnected to what you know and just book tours or Airbnb has activities, an activity section. I've done a ton of things through Airbnb. I've done a ton of stuff from off of Facebook as well, events off of Facebook. And I'm going to have a podcast in the future about my travel and what I do 
to get good deals and whatnot. But I just wanted to suggest it as a idea for you. Like if you don't know what else you can do to make friends because, you know, at work, you maybe work remote or you work in a small office or you don't really like the people that you work with, whatever the reason might be. Maybe a book club. Like just just think of things that you can change currently to get you out of that funk. Last week was a hard week for me. And this week kind of started the same. And I was like, oh, heck no. We need to. We need to change the attitude. And I try to not be negative. But como mi comadre me dijo la semana pasada, it's not a matter of you being negative. If it sucks, it sucks. And that's exactly what it was. It freaking sucked. It was awful. But new day, new attitude. Like I can't live my life thinking every day that life sucks. Can't do that. I won't do that. So I do what I always do best. Give myself like three facials today. Feel much better. Listen to my bunny. I'm pumped. I already told you guys that. <laughs> so whatever I gotta do to get out of that funk, I'm gonna do. As crazy as it might sound. So I would love to hear if anybody has gone through this self-discovery, rediscovering type of stuff in your life I would love to hear how you pinpointed that out and what you did to get yourself out of that because maybe somebody else is going through the same thing I just described and the suggestions that I have made are not something that could potentially work in their lives right now and maybe something you did that I haven't mentioned or didn't even know about could help someone else so if you guys want to comment on Facebook or Instagram, I would love for you guys to interact and tell me how you made that change and how it made you a better person. Because every struggle, if you process it in a healthy way, it's definitely going to, you're going to come out stronger, no matter what. You're going to be a better listener. You're going to be a better wife, better husband, better son or daughter, better friend, de la forma que sea, porque todo en la vida tiene una lección. So, eso es todo for the show today. Little synopsis of today's episode is that we all lose ourselves at one point or another in life. I think that's very normal. I don't think it's very, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't think it's very, I don't think a lot of people want to acknowledge that because it's easier to just live day by day and not tackle difficulties that's just human nature who wants to because healing is hard healing is a lot of work who wants to go through pain and hard work nobody but the important thing is to find ourselves again love self-care is so important because if we are okay then we can love on others self-love and self-care is hard to incorporate in a day-to-day Muchos de nosotros trabajamos y somos padres o somos madres que nos quedamos en la casa con nuestros hijos y eso es, si no más difícil, igual de difícil que trabajar afuera y venir a la casa y hacer todo lo que hay que hacer. Being a stay-at-home parent is very hard. Pagar los biles, cuidar los muchachos. I tell you, si las mujeres que se quedan en la casa cobraran lo que vale todo el trabajo que hacen, hubo muchos hombres que estuvieran bien mondaditos. <laughs> So, tomar tiempo para nosotros and self-care and self-love when we are so busy is so hard. But I promise you, it will make a difference. 
at the end of the day, it will make a difference. Even if you're sacrificing an hour of sleep, just so that you can have that little break for yourself alone, it will make a difference. Our mental health takes priority in order for us to be the best version of ourselves and love our family and friends. Thank you all for your time. If you enjoyed this podcast, pueden suscribirse de House of Reviews. Tienen ideas o preguntas, déjenme saber que yo haré lo posible por crear nuevos episodios con información o experiencias relacionadas a su request. Como siempre, hasta la próxima. Besos.